Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Think Tank podcast. My name's Maria Van Vuklis from The Conscious CEO. I chat with various experts who are making an impact in the universe on topics such as business systems, personal branding, pitching, lead generation, revenue and profit, mindset, public speaking, and even team culture in the world of business. So welcome to this episode. Welcome everyone, it's Michael DeHaan from care to grow and I've got Maria Van Vlucas with us. How are you, Maria? I'm very well, thank you. So this is a women's empowerment series where interviewing women on how they have to use their voice and visibility to, visibility to create change. And I'm really excited to have you as a part of this series. So I, I know you're gonna add so much value to younger women, um, again, sharing your story. Yeah. Just a bit of background, we've probably known each other for over 12 months. Um, I love your business name, so it's a conscious leader. Uh, you've been doing that for eight and a half years. And if you didn't have that name, I would have stolen it off you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just so empowering for people to start becoming a con conscious around how they're leading, how they're acting, and, and how they're bringing pe other people, employees on that journey, so to speak. So really looking forward to learning a bit more about that. Um, so you're a business growth strategist, international NLP trainer, and you run a podcast, so I had the uh, privilege of just being on it not long ago at, around the Think Tank, and I, I think that's great, being creative and mm. getting different ideas, and, and you're also a speaker, so you're very busy. <laughs> yes, I am. I do find some time for myself here and there. <laughs> Before we sort of get to know a bit more about your business and some of the sort of leadership that you've been through, let's, I suppose, get to know you yourself. So like how'd you grow up or what do you do personally just so the people can get to understand you yeah sure so um my background in terms of where i've come from i come from a really strong cultured background my parents are greek um so family values is quite strong in my family but the one great thing about uh my upbringing was i was continuously surrounded by um the beliefs and the attitudes of business uh, my dad had been in business my whole life. Um, so I found out what it took to work hard in their, their perspective, in their world, um, but also uh, to know how to make something for yourself rather than having to go to work for someone else. Um, so my dad's thinking and beliefs and so forth inspired me to go out and create my own businesses and pave my own path rather than going out and choosing to work for someone else. Uh, in saying that, I, um, I did learn a lot because uh, not everything that my dad did know was uh, the only way to do things uh -huh. in business. Uh, so I had to go out and create my own identity and my own thinking in the business world uh, to create my own life essentially and walk my own path rather than the path that they had already done. Yeah. Um, so I did that and I became a naturopath. Uh, so I've got a, a degree in complementary medicine and I had my own clinic for quite some time. And then I delved into the fitness industry as well. Um, so I built a business in uh, health and fitness for over 10 years. And I loved what I did. I was really passionate about, it. I'm still passionate about health and fitness, uh, but I, couldn't find ways to be able to create a sustainable business um, over those 10 years. Uh, and that led me into 
more of a stable job, let's say, uh, to go and get a government job and work in the police force as a police officer for about three years. Yeah, so I did that and I was still running my natural therapy business on the side from that. But then I was actually, I discovered that you can help someone physically, uh, but if they're still running the same belief patterns and strategy that they were running previously while they were creating that physical transformation, let's say, uh, what I found was they hit something uh, significant in their lives and they sabotage those results. So that made me curious in terms of how else I can help people uh, in an aspect more of a psychology of the mind and how I can create sustainable results, not only within someone's health, uh, but also within business for myself as well. And that led me into the path of personal development and neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis and so forth. And I created profound changes within my own self and my own business in such a, an accelerated rate that I was like, I've got to be able to help other people do the same. And yeah. that's led me to my now business, the conscious CEO to create that, you know, uh, holistic thinking and that approach with individuals when creating businesses, but also creating sustainability within themselves and also within the business itself. That's been roughly my journey. So I've had many lessons and ups and downs, but um, I'm definitely still growing and learning as we do throughout life. <laughs> so I think, um, and thank you for sharing that sort of background. And I, what sort of resonated for me is how you're brought up to be visible, to really mm. give it a go and, and work hard. That's certainly that work ethic that's come out. Um, and I'd really use your voice. And I'd be interested in, that sort of conscious CEO and, and dealing with um, people that might have egos or like some stories around maybe how you dealt with that. Um, with our male conscious CEOs, I'm not sure, but it'd be interesting just to get a, a story or two around how that sort of went. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Uh, and this is quite interesting and it was something definitely that I had to overcome myself in stepping up uh, and being uh, confronted with you know people like that, let's say. Uh, because when I, as I was growing up, I was taught to be, uh, you know, seen but not heard. So in terms of being visible um, in the business world, it was quite challenging for myself. So I had to overcome my own limitations in actually stepping up and speaking my voice and being empowered to do so because uh, it was instilled into me at such a young age that uh, you you only you do what you have to do, but no one has to know about it. And as you know, in business, you, people have to know who you are in order for people to buy and um, to you know to be able to create change and make a difference in your own world, but also within your own life. So. Um, especially in the corporate world and also in the police force where it was quite male dominated, you did see a lot of um, those kinds of personalities, let's say. And uh, for me, it was quite confronting and because I didn't have the tools and resources to know how to communicate effectively to overcome that. So um, that was a great lesson for me to be able to step up because I found what was happening is uh, being in an environment like that, it uh, molded me in a way to be able to either go with the flow of what was the norm or to be a square peg in a round hole and create my own path in where I was going. 
And over the time that I was actually in the police force, I had worked with a coach at that time to overcome those certain um, limitations. And what happened was eventually I was uh, awakening, let's say, or having those aha moments to say, hey, do you want to take control of your life? And do you want to actually build that path that you want to go? Or are you just potting along to be able to just be accepted um, by the community and within the environment? Um, and that created me to be able to change my thinking and change my approach, not only within my environment, but with myself specifically, uh, and have a bit of a reality check to know that where I was going was not where I was wanting to go uh, because it was creating a uh, real bad health it, I was really unhappy um, I had um, uh, I wasn't fulfilled in terms of where I was going with that um, so I made a choice and I left because eventually I didn't fit in into that environment because I just had uh, my own voice and I was thinking quite differently um, but I think this cross correlates into the corporate world which I have found because I've worked with a number of uh, companies in sales, helping them with the sales department, uh, in building their sales and development and so forth. And uh, this is a generalization, but a lot of the time you find that the top of the hierarchy is uh, quite male dominated. Yeah. So having to be able to still have those leadership skills and being able to communicate effectively uh, and seeing everyone as equal and knowing how to manage different people is essential uh, for any woman that's wanting to uh, create change, not only for themselves, but also with everyone else that they're working with to be able to know how to do that. And I think the, the biggest thing here is knowing how to empower yourself to speak up and voice your opinion and not be afraid to do so, because I think that is what holds a lot of women back and that's what it did with me. And you, you said that you had a business coach that sort of supported you in, a, in regard to maybe changing habits or former beliefs that you had for some time growing up <laughs> in regard to not, you know, being seen but not heard. How long did that actually change, that sort of shift? How long did it take? Yeah, or the, Yeah, the reprogramming, that shift. That's... Yeah, so I had an NLP coach uh, and he was in business as well and he became my mentor in business um, as well. Those changes occur within um, a, a matter of you know, one session. That's how quick wow. and profound this happens. It's accelerated human change. That's what NLP does. So um, to be able to give those tools and have people be able to access those, it just make, puts it into perspective in terms of how quickly people can actually create change or transform their life. It's, it's that quick. Wow. Well, that's exciting. Because mm. people on the surface will go, well, it sounds too good to be true, but there's actually evidence that actually supports that. So it's Absolutely. great work. Yeah, yeah. So when you're looking at, um, at CEOs there and you're looking at the conscious side, so is that really them going inside and, and starting to lead within themselves? Because we talk about male and female traits in leadership as an example and that we on the male side we, we've got to beat our chest and and even if sometimes we don't believe in that we've just got to show up in that sort of male trait and and i see a lot of women adopting male traits because they that's the sort of um culture of the business so to speak there so is that really in a sense that empowerment that you talk about is them going internally and really understanding what their true power is and and not being afraid to show up 
whatever that might be? Yeah, I, I love this question because um, if we're, if for example, a female's in a male-dominated uh, environment, they will start adopting certain traits in order to fit in. Uh, and you may see this in some women that express more masculine, um, more masculine qualities. Uh, but we both have feminine and masculine energy within us. Within us, it's a matter of uh, how to harness both sides of the spectrum and utilize them for strategic focus or creative flow, which you both need in business. Um, the in terms of consciousness in business, a lot of women focus on the strategy and not necessarily focus on what's actually motivating and driving them at the unconscious level. And this is why I call my business the conscious CEO, because it encompasses not only the conscious, but the unconscious mind together to bridge the gap in order to execute those strategies really effectively. Um, and in leadership specifically with women in being able to know how to be able to communicate that um, is very imperative in order to uh, continue to grow up in terms of, you know, whether it be a manager, a director, or, you know, the CEO of a specific company. Um, having that self-belief within oneself to be able to do so uh, is all about being empowered to know how to make decisions that are true for the individual itself. Yeah, yeah. And so for a woman, and I've spoken with a lot of women, and they, they'll go into a meeting room, which is 90% males, and, and they, they tend to be as an important meeting or as a boardroom, whatever the case may be. And it'd be just interesting to get some tips from you on how they can maybe show up um, in regard to showing their confidence, um, their presence, their, their energy in the room there. I'd, I'd love to hear some, as I said, some guidance or some tips around that if you've got some. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, how to be more present in the room, first of all, is be prepared when you go into a meeting, into a boardroom meeting. Secondly, is knowing what the outcome is of what you're wanting to achieve at the end of that meeting specifically. Um, and thirdly, is if you have certain... Uh, suggestions or opinions voice those up if you feel as though you uh, have got fear or some sort of negative emotion that's creeped up and you're hearing yourself talk that's preventing you from actually saying that what I would say is um, observe that because all you have to do is become self-aware that that's happening in order to, to overcome that self-talk never goes away it's knowing how to be able to utilize it in a way that's empowering so take a moment if a negative thought comes up and ask yourself, what's a new empowering belief that I can do in order to replace it? And then go in with 100% certainty and volition and express yourself, however that may be. Yeah. Um, now, not everyone's going to like you within that meeting. So be prepared that everyone has their own opinions. And just as, you know, as yourself, as, as a person, we all have our own opinions. So I always say, Everyone has their own view of the world. So just respect that and um, express your opinion and tell them that you respect their opinion as well. So that's another way. Uh, in order to um, come into a meeting with self-confidence, I would say uh, get yourself in a particular state before you actually go into the meeting, right? Now, if you are feeling drained and exhausted from all the other, you know, meetings or uh, phone calls that you've made for that day, 
take five minutes in the toilet and actually what I love, I think Brene Brown actually, she says this, is going to the toilet and do a power pose and stand there for five minutes with a big smile on your face. And it makes a really great shift in your physiology to your body uh, language in order to change the emotions and feelings that are happening within yourself. Uh, Another way you can actually do that is do a meditation. Um, I'm big on meditation or mindfulness, let's say, um, to be able to take control of what's happening within your own mind and your own state in order to change your behaviors. So there's some key tips. Uh, The other thing is, is that you can do is set some positive anchors around your desk or your work environment. So that may be an empowering song. It might be some affirmations that you might have uh, set up. It might also be a a phrase that you might say to yourself before you actually walk through the door of the conference room in order to trigger a certain state. Now, the key here is, is to ensure that the picture that you create in your mind for that positive state matches the emotion that you're actually wanting to produce. Because if you're Uh, say, producing excitement, but you can't actually imagine what excitement looks like, it's not going to sustain you throughout that meeting. So you need to make sure that you have uh, an image within your own mind of what that looks like and what that feels like. So they're just some key tips there. Wow, wow. There's a lot of tips there, so I appreciate (laughs) that. There's a lot of learnings there. And I was was going to ask that if someone wanted to either take that further or have some sort of catch up with you, have you got anything that would support younger women or women in general in regard to catching up and having that sort of consultative approach to where they're going and and what support you can offer them? Yeah, sure. So I offer a free business blueprint uh, call, which goes for about 30 minutes. And all we do is we simply uncover what's holding uh, the person back Uh, whether that be what's preventing them from actually getting themselves out there and getting visible, what's actually uh, causing them to not make any sales or with their marketing. A lot of people do not like sales. So this is quite common I have found. Um, And people have beliefs around that. So it's a matter of uncovering what's actually holding them back in getting what they want in terms of what that outcome is. Uh, And you can simply book a time through my website and we can have a chat over the phone. There's no obligation. It's just to simply bring this to your awareness so you know what to do next. What is your website, Maria, so they can look it up? Uh, Yeah, so it's mariavambuquist.com. So, will you put the last, (laughs) because it is a bit of a, uh, all of the alphabet. (laughs) I had to practice it, to be honest. (laughs) No, there's so much value there. And thank you for, I suppose, providing a resource for people to, in a safe way, have that communication with you and actually get to understand what they can do, what they can shift. And, and by the sounds of it, everyone can be empowered to actually make some significant changes, even in a short period of time that Absolutely. will support them in life, um, career. And yeah, so I'm very grateful for you being a part of the series. I knew you'd add a lot of value. <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> uh, again, very grateful for that. And thank you for your time. Thanks, Michael. All the best. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and I trust that this episode has been helpful for you in business. My name's Maria Van Vuglis from The Conscious CEO. Till next time, bye for now.